Two friends, two friends from a small town in West Virginia, town in West Virginia have one thing in common, thing in common. a love of hip hop. So it's only right that they get together to wax poetic about what they love. This is Hip Hop Manifesto, the podcast. Uh, come on. I remember that day like yesterday When I first saw baby girl around the way But the guy that she with can't be a man Cause if she was my girl I'd be holding her hand So I just stared at her and held my spy Thinking damn this man don't know what he got She was way past hot and she flashed me a grin So that means she wish she wasn't with Previously on Hip Hop Manifesto the podcast Chivalry and B Hyphen were talking about their favorite music of 2008 We now rejoin them, the rambling already in progress and I know where I'm going next. Okay. Are you done? Yes. Okay. If we're talking about Wale as a body of music, I'm going to talk about this little dude right here, Charles Hamilton. I write down my thoughts. Hopefully you won't get lost by my lyrical hip toss. I ain't even body slamming I'm just trying to show y'all I be damning Those who deserves damning Damage is all I'm gonna bring Can it be the new form of Anna? Steve, can it please? I don't even want war I don't want more than I deserve And I deserve it all I gave my life just to live for you To enjoy, I won't ignore you I'll listen until you push me into the point that I gotta explore new ways that I can bring Charles Hamilton. these names. I'm understood. Alright, when I first heard this dude's name, it was summer. We just started a blog. I was copying everything from other blogs and posting it, acting like a real blog. <laughs> um doing I didn't blog things. I didn't yeah, doing blog things with my blog friends. And I really didn't like him. Like I heard it's a musician, which was a Millie freestyle. I heard his version of Closer with his aunt MC Light on it. I think it's his aunt, maybe cousin. But yes, they are related. I didn't know that. Yeah, they're related. And I wrote about him vlog. You didn't read that? Jerk. Anyway. (laughs) Asshole friend, Matt Spencer, just for the record. Yep. (laughs) And he he didn't impress me. I was like, who's this dude? Getting all this hype. And the weirdest thing about him, he was obsessed with Sonic the Hedgehog. Now... I'm obsessed with Spider-Man, but I ain't going to wear Spider-Man t-shirts and base my whole religious views on Sonic the Hedgehog, because that's how far he's taking it. Like, I mean, he... He does have a unique philosophy. Yeah, his philosophy. Yeah. He, he's you, really, you really like Sonic the Hedgehog, even. Yeah. I remember all video games I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm a big video game nerd. This dude was playing Sonic the Hedgehog for as long as I've known him. Yeah. I got the Sonic Mega Collection upstairs. See, and he still doesn't get it quite yet at this point. Still not a Charles Hamilton fan. Exactly. I couldn't even find a picture of this dude. His MySpace had no pictures of him. And um, you type in his name on on Google, still, I think you're just now getting results back. He doesn't have a Wikipedia page. I mean, I'm like, who is this dude? Everybody's like, Charles Hamilton. So he decided to do this thing. I think it was like, it was like, September always decided to do it. Called the Hamil- Hamiltonization process. That's a mouthful. Yeah, Hamiltonization process. And what he did is he took, he's like, all right, I'm, I'm going to go to these popular blog sites, and like every two weeks, I'm going to release a mixtape. He Hamiltonized them. Yeah, what he said. <laughs> and 
<laughs> and so he You've he, been Hamiltonized. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. And <laughs> You're a fucking jerk. Alright. Over your blogs. So the first The first joint he dropped. Yes. Or wait, before I get into that. Right, sorry. There is a lot of random joints that I download over summer from. And you know how you go look at the ID tags or whatever? So you can like get the shit right, put the title in and all this. I read like there's like I read the album title and some of the songs and they're saying like c- CDs that didn't even exist like Soul Diner and Pink Lava Lamp and The Death of a Mixtape Rapper. I'm like where are all these mixtapes coming from? You don't have nothing. But it turns out these are songs that he's had on stash that he's had categorized and knew what the fuck he was going to do with it after he recorded it. Man had a plan. Yeah, so the first one he dropped was um Death of a Mixtape Rapper. That was good. Nothing but industry beats. At least that was his plan. Um, some of my favorites off of there was actually Just the Musician, which was his Millie Freestyle. I actually, I actually started liking it. How is dope? Windows Media Player. Did you? That, I didn't think you could pull, them off, pull it off, but when I heard it, it was good. Desktop leaves the zip file mixtape of the next part, kid. Let's not kid ourselves, be clear. You see me here, I run Z shit. And mega upload with my forever stepping up flow. Just know I'm just waking up, so when I yawn, y'all get more. Not feeling how I explore or F4. No one can tell me what I can and cannot do. Tell me be quiet and I holler like Yahoo. Pause, just in case you got bloggers who want to sit behind keys. Windows need it for like the Twitter 16. Twitter me, baby. Twitter, Twitter me, baby. baby. <laughs> the win- Windows Media Player, he took sounds from Windows 98. Yeah, just Windows. Yeah, just Windows from Windows sounds. in general. Windows sounds, like the, the open, the off. intro music, the noise it makes when you miss a button, like doom. <laughs> All your damn error messages. And he made it a tight song and even went so far on the hook. This is how the hook goes. CharlesHamilton.blogspot.com. TheAmyRose.blogspot.com. I'm not Charles <laughs> Like That's all the hook is. It's fucking dope. Dope. And then it's at infectious. The, it definitely is. And at the end, like the last, like the last four joints for me, I love all of them. Like Forever Again, Do For Love. Is good too, though. Yeah. All like. It's a it's an amazing joint. It really is. I need to re-listen to it, honestly. And that's just the first one. And all these came out this year. So two weeks later, he comes out with another joint dedicated to the late Jay, the late great Jay Dilla, called and then they played Dilla, which is him taking the Donuts beats off of Dilla's album Donuts and re- some of the Donuts beats, some of the Donuts beats, reproducing them, and then rapping over them. My favorite out of these was Waterworks. Waterworks is very personal. And Krispy Kreme Intention is one of my favorites. Yeah, I really like what's going on too. But the the crazy thing about Waterworks. Forgetting head on the couch and growing ass kangaroo. Mama used to force my head in a pouch, saying, Must you cry all the goddamn time? Are you a man or a boy? Make up your goddamn mind. Don't worry about me, homie, I am fine. So much to cry all the goddamn time. I shed so much tears. 
seven tears every year thinking about memories i wish was never here of the enemy is near I, I, once again it's, it's all about the hook for me and the hook goes why must you cry all the goddamn time? Are you a man or a boy? Make up your goddamn mind. It's just ridiculous. He has he can't sing worth of shit, but he does it anyway, and he pulls it off. And it was he, a very personal track, and it's a, a level that you would not expect a rapper with all the machismo and bravado and all those things about you know being tough, being somebody other than yourself, and he. He made it personal. Like when you're talking about crying, like when you're like, yeah. grow up, boy, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There's yeah. not, you know, some people like Miss Info, who I think is one of the most attractive people that has a blog out. What up, Info? I think she's hot, but she's calling someone like. She only likes Dipset. Charles sick. Hamilton. Yeah. She's a big. She, she calls Charles Hamilton a bit of a gimmick for things like this. Yeah. But I respect the man. I mean, man won me over. With, more, with with work like this. Yeah. And I'm not even done yet, but uh, hold on. All right, all right. I'm back. <laughs> now, after he did that, he went into... Which one he did? did he, um, that was a phone. Holler back. Voicemail? He did staff development, which is just him and his crew. Um, His crew is the, the Mevelist Music Group. Have you listened to this? No, I have not. Staff development is less Charles Hamilton, mostly the crew. I mean, it has his songs on there, but he's head and shoulders above the rest of them. But the thing is, the rest of them aren't whack either. <laughs> mm. I mean, it's it was really good for a trip for I won't put my homies on. It was a good introduction because I still got six Charles Hamilton songs. I had to deal with the rest. It was okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was happy, you know. And then where did he go after? That? Then he went into um, it's Charles Hamilton. Now it's Charles Hamilton is probably my favorite. It's Charles Hamilton is good. I think Lacey Duvall. You may be daydreaming, or you may be daydreaming, or you may be, da- or you may be daydreaming for thousand years. Let me start by saying you never know who you can fall in love with watching Eskimo Tube. After a long day of perfecting Pro Tools, what better way to chill than to be letting go too? Woo! Time to see you know who. My favorite daydream, I might be too close to you, boo. You'll never be my boo. Celebrity is too unheavenly for me, but it's everything to you. Maybe you do it to provide for your daughter. I know you got Lacey a daughter. Duvall. Have you listened to that one? Yeah, I have. Uh, it's about a porn star. Once again, thank you, Charles, for putting me on to a porn star. I love, I love rappers. And he does a song about getting up with this porn star and dating her and fucking her and, and what her childhood was like and why is she a porn star and all this stuff. That was dope. The mentality of a porn star. Yeah. Honeymoon's over is bananas. Is that Conversation with God? Conversations with God is amazing, too. That was my favorite. He thinks though. God's a woman. So that's what, I'm like, that's what Conversations with God was all about. And that's also where some of the gimmick critics come from. Yeah. A lot of people not Charles Hamilton fans. Yeah. He has, like I said, he has a blog, and he gets a lot of hate comments. Uh, he, but he, gets, he takes it personal, man. He puts himself out there. He does. Like very few people do. He and, really does. Uh, let me see. Did we go over Sonic the... No, that's the ne- next. We got to do the L word. Then he did the L word. The L word, he had just broken up with his girl, girlfriend, Simone. And this whole mixtape is just dedicated to the ladies. And apparently, let me see if I remember what the mission statement was. It was like, he's wandering through a sea of bitches, hoes, and sluts to find Lady Luck. Or something like that. And 
like he's like I said, he searched for Lady Luck. That's gonna be an edit. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just basically him venting and talking about girls. I'm not as big as a fan of this one, mostly because I didn't like the beats he made. Really, I wasn't a big fan of those. He also produces all his beats, by the way. And I wasn't as impressed, but it's it's decent. And then he went into a joint called Sonic the Hamilton. <laughs> Go figure. This mixtape is another amazing one because every Definitely. every single song on here, I, I recognize the sample. I really like the beat. One of my favorites on here is Two Left Feet Swaggerless Swag. Cause that's me all day. I got the swaggerless swag. <laughs> that I was. Just, it's just tight. Like he, it's talking about how at first he's waking up and he's like, "Should I go go pee or play Genesis?" He decides to play Genesis. And he's like, "Oh my god, I'm Sonic the Hedgehog. What am I supposed to do?" And it's just weird how he puts it all together. But it's really a dope mixtape. Really a big fan of that. And since Sonic the Hamilton, he's put out two other um, joints. He put out Intervention, which I'm listening to now, and on um, the Pink Lava Lamp, which actually is an album he did before he got his deal with Interscope. And it's a really personal album. I haven't listened to it yet. Shiv has. So what can you tell about Pink Lava Lamp? There's probably nothing that can be said about Pink Lava Lamp that isn't summed up within the rest of these albums. Um, there's some songs that I just really, really like on it, like mm-hmm. Latte. He's mm-hmm. like having this you know, yeah, really, really messed up day. And he's just like, well, I'm not going to let it bother me. And basically, he's like, I'm not going to let it ruin my latte. <laughs> Which, I don't know. You could say that he maybe he's pandering to like a white audience or something like that. The, yeah. the coffee shop hip-hop listeners or Black whatever. people drink coffee too, damn it. Well, I mean, I know that's what the critic's going to say about that. Yeah. But, I mean, an album like The Pink Lava Lamp. We're talking about the hamilization process. Guess where he dropped The Pink Lava Lamp at? This is 50.com. Like, oh, there was a big... Did you you didn't hear about what happened? No, though, what you? happened with this? The um, like I said, he picked blog sites to begin with, like certain ones, and each one knew they were getting this mixtape on this day. On Smash dot com was supposed to be the last blog that was supposed to get the pink lava lamp. Apparently, either Charles, who hadn't admitted it, or his management made a deal with This Is Fifty dot com to drop the album exclusively there instead of on Smash, which is a new music cartel blog which is a whole different conversation i'm not getting into it shout out to sk and loki and and shake and <laughs> yeah all my all my um new music cartel dudes but he dropped it on this is 50 instead of on smash none of the new music cartel blogs posted it right they are all pissed at he got him. blacklisted yeah for a little while so the soldier boy thing happened yeah, okay. which is pointless and now i know the full backstory to that I yeah i realize that but That's why I, I don't have it yet, because I can't find a decent copy. I'll have to hit you with that, because yeah. I got it. It's a good album, and overall, the reason he's included as a, a body, a catalog of 2008, is because all this happened this year. In the past four months. You know, there's some artists who really, really like the artist. You get one CD, you have 17 tracks, possibly to last you two or three years. Yeah. You forget all about them. I'm mad Jay didn't put out an album this year. But. Just random. You look at people like Charles Hamilton. Charles Hamilton. Charles Hamilton. (laughs) Is there an echo? And and he does a very effective job of staying relevant, like keeping his name there. Yeah. Without controversy like 50 Cent does. I'm not dissing 50 Cent. I'm just saying he's skilled at what he does. He'll find a way to keep his name in your mouth. On another 
pause. Well, another <laughs> random thing. I feel like 50 tries too hard when he makes songs anymore unless he's doing a mixtape. That's yeah. a good side note that I agree entirely with. Yeah. So that's that's Charles Hamilton. If you don't know it, give now it a try. You know. It's worth a listen. In fact, Kellen B hyphen sitting there talking about Charles Hamilton. He posts on our blog, which apparently I should read or be uh, reading and agreeing or contributing with to something. Yes, <laughs> he's worst talking ever. up, <laughs> <laughs> talking up Charles Hamilton. I'm like. What is this, like another Mike Jones, somebody, first name, last name, something, I'm Matt Spencer, so what, I don't care. I I didn't give it a chance. I do this a lot. It's a, probably a big flaw of mine with music, but I just did not listen to it. And I was like, you know, it's another rapper with hype. That happens a lot. And I'll I'll wait a while, see if he really sticks around. Next thing I know, he's got like 17,000 CDs, so I listen to all his CDs. I was sitting down, and for the first time in forever... I just like sit down, put on my headphones, and just zoned out, listen to it, and it was an incredible experience. Get one of the albums, get all the albums, whatever. It's definitely worth a listen. And go read his blog too. It's CharlesHamilton.blogspot.com. That shit's entertaining. <laughs> put it Twitter. in your Google Reader. <laughs> and you can find him on Twitter. Twitter.com/slash/CharlesHamilton. <laughs> <laughs> all right, your all turn, right, homie. All right, all right. So we talk about Charles Hamilton now. Really, meet Mike Nikes. I'm gonna. There's a few other albums here. I'm gonna. Charles Hamilton actually was one that was in my top five too. Mm-hmm. But if we're going to admit it, I'm going to talk about something else. Then I want to talk about Million Dollar Backpack by Mad Skills, okay. or should I say Skills? Because he's not mad anymore. <laughs> I wish that album had came out the original version. I'm not yes. mad anymore. Skills that classic. We've been bumping Skills for a long time because Skills is from the VA. And if you're up on Geographics, West Virginia, next to Virginia. If I only had a camera right now. Yeah. <laughs> no, but basically, the area that we're from, West Virginia, borders Virginia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kellen grew up. I was born in Virginia. Grew up Winchester, in West Virginia, Virginia, but born in Winchester. I lived in Winchester. Winchester's just a part of... Of like our tri-state kind of area that's there. So, Ilchester. <laughs> Funchester. Who said that? No, they say that a lot of the punk rock shows down there. It's kind of weird. Yeah, I think they need to stop. Yes, that's <laughs> kind of gay. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> skills is somebody we've been listening to for a long time. Like uh, Matt put me up on skills because I didn't really like skills like that until he played me. Like, I don't remember what the original joint was called, but it's just skills rapping over like... Six Timbaland beats. S E K I double L G O V A Rock your son. Oh, two thousand and two. Yeah, check me out. Yo. I ain't choose the rhyme, nah. y'all better get it right. Uh-huh. The saga continues, another, another bad boy for life. The F A B O L O, know who I am, cause he heard me and he was like, mad to the skiddle, from B to the Izzy. Get B D S and without having the pizzay. Girls, girls, they know how I do. Man, them broads act a fool when I skirt on 22. Take your shirt off, get prepared. Stop acting like a P. Are you scared? They call like wrap up. I don't know, like 01 or 02 or something like that. Skills has been killing people for a long time. In fact, I think this is the first album. It's called From Where. Mm-hmm. It came out around 96, something like that. And really the whole concept of the album is he's just killing tracks, like left and right. Like, it's unbelievable. And everyone's like, where are you from? 
Virginia? Where's that? Because if you think of Virginia, you're going to think there's no rappers from there, which is false because uh, Missy, Missy's from mm-hmm. Philly. Uh, Pharrell's from, from... Not Philly, sorry. <laughs> from uh, Virginia. Timberland is from Virginia. But, you know, it's not like they Pharrell, rep their state like crazy Eclipse. or anything. Yeah, there's a lot of people from Virginia, but nobody really knows it. Mm-hmm. They put it all on the map, but Skills kind of gets overshadowed by all of them. And Skills started out as mad Skills. Dude was just crazy. He had songs like, if you just download these songs, like uh, The Nod Factor, or uh, that, that's my personal favorite. Um, I got that song on my computer. You sent it to it. Yeah. I mean, listen to From Where is an incredible album. But fast forward to now, and the only reason you might know his skills is the wrap-up. Yeah. Which is a shame. It's a big injustice to the skills that skills has. <laughs> How long take you figure that one out? Yeah, really. But Million Dollar Backpack <laughs> comes out. And, man, the intro by DJ Jazzy Jeff was just awesome. Break it down! Big never had one, but Kanye did. But he misplaced it as soon as he got rich. Puff had one way before he became Diddy. You see him all the time out in New York City. Q-Tip rocked his live on Arsenio. Buckshot was the first one to put his in the video. MC Search dropped the flow of his on his back. On the last episode of your MTV Rap. Some more time. It's one of the hottest intros that, song, that I've heard in a couple years. That song I did, the one I just finished, Last Hope, I, I was going to call that song Backpack, Backpack Flow. It made me happy to be a backpacker again. Backpackers evolved this such of a negative I connotation a that if you're if you're in school or if you're like a graffiti artist or if you're something like representing... My, my backpack is my man purse. That's how I feel about <laughs> my backpack. I can't go anywhere without it. No, I mean, Honestly. you know what I'm saying? It's like if you, being a backpacker is almost like a diss. Like, oh, yeah. he called yeah. me a backpacker. But really, think about. And then Kanye rewind made back to, cool. Yeah, think about people like uh, like Tribe Called Quest. Mm-hmm. Everybody's walking around with their backpack then. Yeah. What were they carrying in their backpack? They were carrying records because they were DJs. They were carrying spray paint. They were carrying. Weed. Weed. They were carrying whatever, man. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like that. I mean, you got stuff. You're going to take it with you. Where are you going? Yeah. And it also. But it kind of, it, it ended up with this definition like, oh, he's just a white school kid or something like that. Yeah. Or, oh, I only listen to conscious rap. Like, <laughs> it really got demonized by the harder rappers that came in yeah. that weren't from, like, that school of thought. And really, backpackers is something you just kind of forgot about. Kanye West was a backpacker. You know, proudly say, I was a backpacker. But then Million Dollar Backpack comes out and you're like... Shit, yeah, man. Put my backpack back on. <laughs> but you know point. what I'm saying? What a point. You got passionate about that one. But there's honestly, I really, I've been waiting on this album for two years, honestly. Because he did, he, um, what happened is he was signed to Raucous. Raucous started fucking up their money. He went to, he got kicked over to Geffen. Raucous fucked up everybody's money, <laughs> FYI. He had, the, he had this dope ass album was about to come out called I'm Not Mad Anymore. It was like had Timberland beats, had dope ass single. It would have been huge, but Rock has fucked it up, and so everything got ported to Confessions of a uh, Ghost Rider. Yeah. yeah, and so Confessions of Ghost Rider is essentially what I'm not mad anymore was, except probably without all the good shit, <laughs> except for like a couple joints, um, like um, Imagine. Yeah, but um, so I've been waiting on this album, and when I listened to it, I would. 
like Skills just has a voice that always drawn me in, and so I, whenever he's rapping, I want to hear every single word. Like he stole, like you know, Life of the Party that little brother did. He did a remix of that, and his last verse just killed everything Fonte and Big Pooh did. To show you what type of lyrical level he's on, I mean, he's a ghostwriter. There's an unbelievable amount of rhymes up there, which we probably will never know the full extent of. Yeah. That he's writing for your already previous favorite rapper. Your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. Or your favorite rapper's person that he writes checks to. (laughs) Did he? Yeah. Excuse me again. Um, But there's some serious joints on here. I heard Don't Act Like You Don't Know last year. It's a complete ripoff of what you do, what they do, yeah. which is, um, free or wait, weight. free, well, no, beans. I know what, uh, that's not the right what? title. What we do. Yeah. A complete ripoff of the freeway joint that had beans and Jay on it, but free and freeways on it, but they rip it so far. So good is dope. Um, sick is hot. Sick is real hot. Um, yeah. for, I've been listening to for real. He don't own me a lot right now. And that was a big, big, uh, single for that album. Which one? Uh, he don't know me. Oh yeah, that beat's sick. My phone, my phone's hilarious. Oh, yeah, my phone. Somehow he's got all these stars. He's gets his all these high number, chicks numbers, and then he loses his phone. Yeah, he drops it in the street and gets ran over. Then he has to borrow a phone to call somebody about losing his phone. We should insert a spoiler word. I feel like I just ruined that song for the three people. It's that music listen. though. I can I can put a little spoiler thing at the end of the episode. You want me to? Maybe. <laughs> and um. Crazy World, I, oh excuse me, Crazy World. I didn't think Black Thoughts on it, so you know it's tight. Plus Black love. Thought, Black Thought rarely actually goes and does um, outside collaborations. Like the only other time I can think of it, like he did Talib's album. He was on yeah. Pun's first album, but a lot. Of, he says a lot of people don't ask him because they're intimidated by him. Honestly, I'd be intimidated too, but I want him on my album. Yeah, and then probably preaching to the choir. I was shocked by that song. Because I wasn't expecting that twist. I really didn't. I wouldn't, I'm not going to spoil that one for you. My favorite, favorite song on the whole album, though, is Hip Hop Died, though. Because it came out right when Nas's yeah. Hip Hop Is Dead was out. And I first heard it, I thought he was ripping off it. I'm kind of glad that the album came out this late now. But Hip Hop Died is an amazing song. I re- That's probably the best song on the album for me. But I love this album. And I'll probably talk more than you have about this album at this point. <laughs> I thought it wasn't even in your top five. But really, it at, should be. all this hype came in. I knew what Skills was capable of. And when I first heard it, I was disappointed. I mean, if you're looking for the, the big production that Skills has had in the past with someone like Timbaland, you're not going to find it on this record. No, no. But it, he, he knows how to pick good beats, though. He, he's good choice with the beats, but it's almost like the beats supplemented like his already really good rhymes but now it, they're less of a, a diversion from his actual talent yeah and it almost feels like the record's not as good now when you hear it even though lyrically it's still as incredible as what he's always been so if you can get over that if you can listen to a hip-hop album without stellar like big name uh producers on it then million dollar backpack should definitely be on your list of best albums of the year so with that said, that is that completes my top five honorable mentions and all that ish aside. You're out. I am. I am out. I have discussed the roots. I have discussed Nas. I've talked about Wale. I talked about skills. Well, you oh, should take four, you should West take... Virginia public school system. <laughs> yes, and then you stole Charles Hamilton from me. So. All right, you take Mers then. Mers. Okay, so yeah. you went on your rant. 
about that. I'm going to talk about MERS a little bit. How does yeah. that sound? Yeah, you go in on MERS. Because I don't think I can give MERS the credit he deserves that you can probably do it. So you go in on MERS, and then I'll go in Now let me go first, because you just talked. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. So, all right. Let me at least say MERS. If you don't, it's M-U-R-S. And if you are a big MERS fan, you, you would know more history too. that that stands. You know what that stands for? Making underground um, raw props. shit. Yeah, yeah. Making underground raw shit. And you really wouldn't think that when you like listen to MERS. You're like, that's what his name means? No way. <laughs> but MERS is signed to Definitive Jux no, or Def Jux. What? No, no, what? no. He's he's a uh, he's signed to Warner Brothers though. Is he? He's a, that. This wow. is his first major label. Album. I didn't know that. Yeah. He really crossed over from there, but. He's done a ton of work in the past, like with uh, Living Legends. Um, yeah. Dude from Atmosphere? Didn't he do some of his Yeah, he's done work with. Uh, Slug? Yeah, Money? with Felt. Yeah, yeah. Felt. Uh, all the, those two albums. He's done. I feel bad I'm drawing a blank here. Murs. He's actually. I mean, if you look up Murs catalog, there's an unbelievable amount of music out there for you to listen to. The man just cranks out good albums. Like, he's a very, very consistent yeah. artist. I'm going to take this from him for a second. <laughs> he, he's stumbling a little bit. Murs, I did not give a fuck about Murs until a couple years ago. My boy Billy, who I shouted out on Mine's Mixtape Volume 3, he gave me a copy of Murs 316, which is Murs and Ninth Wonder. Awesome album. I listened to it. And honestly, I wasn't that impressed. I'm not going to lie. I liked the album. I thought the beats were dope. But Murs just didn't do it for me on that album. And I was like, no, it wasn't that bad. You know, I mean, I'm not a real big fan. Then I saw he had another Ninth Wonder and Murs album come out. And that one was called um, Murray's Revenge. And I was like, I'll listen to it. I like the first one. Murray's Revenge blew me away. I don't know whether it was because on the album he wasn't cursing anymore and relying on so much cursing. He was just straight raw spitting. And I could, under, I could appreciate what his lyrics more or something. But... I was thoroughly impressed by that album, like thoroughly, like and I, like it's only ten tracks. It's thirty-two minutes long, and it's an amazing album for what it is. So I became a Merce fan. So I hear about he signed this deal with Warner Brothers like a year ago, year and a half ago, and I'm like, oh, he's gonna be a major label. Merce for president coming soon. I'm like, oh, awesome! He has an album coming out called Merce for President. So I wait <laughs> and wait and wait. And nothing's coming out. So I'm like, well, shit, he's probably going to lose his deal. <laughs> but it turns out what happens is he's actually working on stuff. And then I found out the album is actually coming out this year. He drops another Merz and Ninth Wonder album called Sweet Lord that I just listened to about a couple weeks oh, ago. Yeah, I got that. I ain't listened to that either. I, I listened to it. It's not as good as Murray's Revenge, but it's 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 pretty dope album in itself. So I'm really sold on Merz by them. And then Merz for President dropped his first major label album. I mean, he's got, he's spending big money. He got Snoop Dogg on the album. He got Will I Am on the album. Yeah. I heard the single, the single was called Can It Be a Half a Million Dollars and something, yeah, half a million dollars and 18, 18 months, months later. See, it was like a year and a half since his, he got signed. And I, and I really liked the single because Can It Be sampled a, a popular um, Michael Jackson song. <laughs> been two years, man, of, of, of waiting, man. Oh, can it be I stayed away too 
for my supporters and my fans, man, I know y'all been waiting, now it's finally here, and thank you for your patience, the world's gone crazy, since we last spoke, bloodshed and war, the absence of hope, shooting at the school, economy's a joke, homies on heroin, homies on coke, but can you even blame them when they only trying to cope, damn, all these rappers want to talk about is guns and dope, don't they realize we all at the end of our Oh, and listen to the science. The science. No, I'm about to pass it. I'm about to pass it to you. I'm about to pass it to you. I really, really like this album. There's a song called Me and This Joan. I really like the samples of Osley Brothers song that really hadn't been flipped like that. Uh, What else? I'm Innocence Dope. Uh, Science is dope, like he said. So Comfortable. Time is Now Dope. But I think Matt got more out of this album than I did. I really love the album. But I really wanted him to talk about it, so I'm going to give it back to him. So go ahead and talk about Merce really, for President. I got to talk about it. Okay, first of all, you think with a title like Merce for President, it really makes you think, oh, this has got to be illegal. You're going to listen to it just because of the title. Well, don't, because you get to the intro, and I got to skip it every time because it, it just really gets on my nerves. Like, okay, so you're running for president. You know, usually when you have He's an not album, a big fan of intros or skits or anything no, like I, that. I don't mind skits. Yes, he does. It's just like, usually... They're, they're they're put in there to help give it like a cohesive feel or something mm-hmm. like that. If the songs don't, mm-hmm. and it just felt really out of place. Like after you get to that, you'll just completely forget the Merce President thing almost for the whole album. Yeah. But then I'm Innocent, the very first song, and it's hot, man. It's an incredible song to start out with. But then let me the ask block, you something before you go further. Go ahead. Have you listened to I'm Innocent in headphones? Yes. Do you notice that there's like two different sounds? It sounds like the beats here. And the lyrics are here in your yeah, ear? yes. That shit is weird. And I was thinking that maybe I had a bad rip because... No, no, my no. shit did that okay. too. I thought that shit was dope. I just didn't understand why <laughs> it was happening. I had to ask you to make sure I didn't have a bad copy. definitely was a shared experience. Okay, all right, go ahead. I'm sorry. Look and Fly happened, and it it's not a bad song. It's it's definitely one of the more pop-sounding songs on the album. It almost fell out of place um, because it goes from I'm Innocent, which is pretty hot song yeah to more of a club feeling song look and fly to the science which is my absolute favorite song before you go on, on about that i gotta interrupt you again god every time i want to talk about it look at, i'm giving them blue balls look, <laughs> look and fly did you notice how big will i am's part was he was singing in like the last 20 seconds and he got a feature credit and he probably got a paycheck for having a feature credit yeah probably okay science the science. Wait, wait, wait. God. So I'm at the barbershop, and we're talking about this new generation of hip-hop and how, how lost y'all are, man. But y'all don't have no science. So here you go. The systematic knowledge of the physical world gained through observation and experimentation, usually beginning with a hypothesis of what some may call an estimation. Record your results from a series of tests. And what you're left with is a theory at best. Now let me give my hypothesis an educated guess on why my people on the whole seem to be such a mess. Genocide. The deliberate extermination of a race, culture, or an entire nation. Centuries ago, they science is sweet. Let me tell you why the science has quickly become one of my favorite hip-hop songs of recent memory. memory. Because the science starts out, you know, he's a... Uh, He's in a barbershop, I believe, and he's talking, yeah. and he's like, you know, we're talking about, you know, there's, there's no science in hip-hop anymore, so I'm going to do it. It's a really, really short intro to the song. It's like five seconds, and then all of a sudden, it's just, it's a crazy masterpiece after that, because he, he flips 
his lyrics just like you would if you were breaking down something into a science. Like he talks about um, uh, Freeway Ricky, which mm-hmm. you know the rapper Freeway based his name off of. Talks about the distribution of uh, cocaine into the city. Talks about I mean everything from drugs to even like the development of turntables within hip hop. Like really get scientific in the way that rappers talk about being scientific. Like it was it was awesome. It's something I would have never expected from her. It's blown away by that song. Now, the rest of the songs I had trouble listening to because they just none of them were as good as that one song. But the rest of the songs are are great afterwards. Like Can It Be Half a Million Dollars, Eighteen Months, like that was awesome. Like every other song on Road is, is my good. religion. I really like that joint. It, Road is my religion. I like the I like the way he flipped that. How tour, he talked about touring like that. I really like that. I just remembered. That. If you want something different, this is the album different to go and to. good because Murs is from the West Coast. You wouldn't think it. No, not at I all. I mean, he was signed to like Def Jux, which is you know out in New York and is like alternative hip hop. But really, or you know, I gotta I gotta check my facts because. He's just really, it's hard to uh, to pigeonhole Murs into something because he's so many things as an artist. So check out that album. And uh, do you have your five? You have your fifth and final album? I've done five? What Murs I talk, is my fifth. I talk about Charles Hamilton, Royce. Um, what else I talk about? Because I still got two more, I think. I talk about Nas with you. Yeah. Ti, did you, you didn't talk about Ti, did you? No, I haven't done Ti yet. Luda, Chris, we didn't talk about. I didn't talk about Luda. The Luda album's real weird. His album was called Theater to Mind, and I really like it. I really do. MVP is awesome. Yeah, produced by DJ Premier. And I'm not a Ludacris fan. The thing with the thing with Theater to Mind though. It almost seems like he's trying so fucking hard to be realized that people realize I, I'm a dope lyricist that it bothers me a little bit. Yeah. But I really do like the album. I just don't feel like it was one of the greats of this year. I think oh, I'll talk about Wayne. I talk, yeah, about Wayne talk about Wayne and and Charles Hamilton and what was my other one? And Royce. So that's three. I got two more. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and talk about this T.I. album, T.I. Paper Trail. Now, as, like, I don't know if everybody knows, T.I. last year at the BET Hip Hop Awards, he um got caught with some serious firepower trying to buy it, and he was on house arrest for months, and finally the end result, because he, I'm guessing he cooperated or something, I don't think he snitched on anybody, but he did something that made the judge happy, so he's going to jail next year for a year and a day. So he's going in... And in 2009, he won't be out to 2010. But he's like, I'm going ahead and do another album because nobody really liked my last album, Ti versus Tip. At least I didn't. But um, yeah, the album he did is called Paper Trail. He says that this is the first time he's written lyrics down since his first album. I'm serious. I really don't care about that. But um, this album is really good, and I'm afraid the reason it's really good is because he's went through so much shit. That he just had so much material to draw upon that when people hear it, they feel sorry for him. And so that's why it's so good. <laughs> I'm, I really hate to say that. I really, I've, I like T.I. I've liked T.I. since he did King album. I thought King was probably his best album. I haven't listened to his earlier stuff because I didn't, wasn't into it yet. I'll probably eventually get to it. But I really think the reason Paper Trail is so good is because of that reason. Now, past that. <laughs> 
you get into the actual album, and T.I. is spitting for his life, for real. I mean, he's going, like, I really can't think of anything he had a bad verse on. Like, he 56 bars is dope. He opens up his show with it. I just saw him live in Charleston the other day as I burp. And I'm Illy is cool, ready for whatever is dope. The only thing that's weird about all these songs, like, T.I.'s always, like, been like, oh, yeah, I'm gangster and whatever. Like, you know, he'll bring out, like, I'm gonna fuck out, fuck you up. Like, it, it seemed like it was there, but it seemed like he was holding back because he's about to go to prison and he's trying not to piss off anybody might be listening to his oh, album. I can't talk about guns. So I got arrested for guns. <laughs> Something like that. But, I mean, I what, see what, you're saying, what he accomplished on the album is still pretty good, though. What's up? What's happening? What's He was talking shit about him not really being from Bankhead. T.I. went to to Shoddy Lowe's hood, took a camera crew, sat a chair in front of his project house and um, like the big sign put, that says the name of his project house, sat down right in front of the sign and rapped and did a whole video right in front of his in Bankhead, hmm. right in front of like, and like there's a whole crowd behind the sign and everything out to see him rap and stuff. Did a whole video right in front of the dude's housing project and said, how can I not go to Bankhead when I'm in your hood? That's great. Yeah, T.I.'s always been great when it comes to dissing. And T.I., as you may not have known, because there's so many versions of it, is the originator for the person that spit over Swagger Like Us. <laughs> this is true. T.I., Swagger Like Us was T.I.'s song, T.I. and Jay-Z's technically, because so it's supposed to be on... you give him credit for that, yeah. to a certain extent. He technically, Swagger Like Us really is a Kanye song. Kanye did the beat. Yeah. Kanye had the first verse. Really, it feels like it's Kanye's song. It sounds like something Kanye would do. It's more like Kanye did it, and it's like, here, <laughs> put a verse on this and keep it. T.I. benefited from it. Because T.I. and Jay-Z are both, like, it's on T.I.'s album. It's supposed to be on Blueprint 3. I don't know if it'll make it. But um, there's another joint, Swing Your Rag, is real hot with Swiss on it. He shot a video for this, but Louis Vuitton shut that shit down because they're like, you're not waving our flags around these little <laughs> videos, so you're not releasing that. Whatever you like, of course, was the big was the big single. Went to number one in like uh, on iTunes singles like two days or something like that. It was ridiculous. Live your life is a single that's out now, produced by Just Blaze featuring Rihanna. A lot of white girls like that, including <laughs> including my girlfriend's sister who's not into rap, and she's asking me about this Ti song about living your life, and I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> but she's into it. I mean, it's real big. He the on top of the world, the first Luda. Uh, and T.I. collaboration since their beef with each other was over. It really wasn't a beef between them. It was just a beef between their camps or whatever. And this song's better than the one that was on, that's on Ludacris' album. The hook's done by B.O.B. It's real hot. I think it's B.O.B. I can't remember if it's Bob or B.O.B. Whatever. That dude's ill, too. He'll eventually get talked about on this podcast. Uh, it's a real good album. 
I just feel like it's a real good album for the wrong reasons. But I would put Paper Trail up there as one of my favorite T.I. albums. Okay. And best of the year. So I, I really have nothing to contribute to this just because I have not listened to it yet. I will. I have a backlog of music that's almost as large as the His other penis. half of my. Yes. <laughs> Very large backlog. <laughs> that sounds not. That looks like a penis. <laughs> but do you have any other albums? I got to one more. Up? What do you got? You don't got nothing else? I've, I've got nothing. You've you got no honorable mention? I got honorable mentions, but I think do, I'll say Do some honorable mentions. I just talk. All right. Wrap this up. This is too. this is Matt Spencer, aka Chivalry's final list. <laughs> Actually, I'm just pulling out my BlackBerry because I wanted to get a date on it. There's an album that did not come out this year, but I feel like it did because it came out so late last year. And it's Lupe Fiasco's The Cool. Yeah, I could spend a whole thing talking about Lupe because I'm all about. He's Lupe. a Lupe head. I mean, Lupe head. I respect the man. The man is an incredible artist. But be that as it may, ain't got really time to talk about it. So check that album out. That's definitely... His on- fandom of Lupe makes me not want to listen to Lupe. <laughs> wow. I and you've been to a Lupe show. You were impressed. I was. I like Lupe a lot. You were looking at Lupe like Lupe was you a rock me, star. Looking at your last film makes me feel embarrassed about my Lupe fan. <laughs> okay, so that's that's on my honorable mention. Uh, Joe Budden's Halfway House. Was halfway which- good. <laughs> I don't want to diss it because I actually really liked it. It's just it's definitely overshadowed by the Mood Music series. Yeah. And basically it's to tie us over until uh, Padded Room, Room comes out. In February. Now that Joe Budden signed the Malcolm Digital. And it's not that it's quality of music now anymore. It's just like... He did it like, what, two weeks? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's incredible. And like just like Charles Hamilton, like gets way personal and way lyrical. But... Has some label problems. He's on a new label, which is, you know, doing him justice. Yeah. But you can't really expect to hear Joe Budden on the same uh, producers that you used to see him on when he was, like, on Def Jam yeah. waiting to come out. But incredible lyrics. Like, if you liked New Music 2, then you'll like Halfway House. It just won't be as good to you because it's just a tie you over in the meantime. Yeah. So that is on my honorable mention list. Um, and really... I'm going to say this because I think it's probably going to be your next album you're going to talk about. It's Kanye's 808s and Heartbreak. Yeah. Biggest album of the year, no doubt. I mean, yeah. everyone's talking Compared about this album. Compared to Wayne album. selling a million in a week. Yes, uh, that's pretty big, too. <laughs> a million's kind of big. <laughs> no, I don't want to take anything away from Wayne. A million the, a week. The man is making money, and he's doing it with hip-hop, and that's a beautiful thing. Amen, brother. But 808s and Heartbreak... I hated it. Like, I mean, you can look at the blog. We called the man Epic Fail when it first, like, the single started rolling out. The first version of it. Love Lockdown was terrible. The second version was terrible. I don't know why he would even let that leak out. He probably didn't, honestly. But to be honest, Kanye, you can say that he's pop. You can criticize the man for his temper. He wanted to name his album, the genre he wanted 808s to be in was pop art. Wow. He said that. <laughs> I mean, you can criticize him from being up on the fashion game. You can. There's a lot of things you could say wrong about Kanye you say West. Say his blog's boring because I do. It is. Unless Sorry, he's actually Kanye. saying Step something. Step up your blog game. I don't care about some robot. From I don't Japan. care that you blog more than us. <laughs> <laughs> but really, you you got to respect the man for this album. And I'm 
I'm not going to talk too much about it because is, is this your next album? Yeah. It's going to be. We'll talk more about that in a second. But that is on my honorable mention list, and that concludes my list for 2008. Of that list, now I'm going to say a couple things that I really enjoyed. Honorable mention, real quick, before I get into Kanye. Uh, uh let's see here. Uh, nothing impressed me. No, I'm kidding. The game LAX. I was really hyped up for this album. I really like Game's first two albums. This album was good, but the name dropping really got to me on this album. And I felt like he left tons, metric tons of hot shit off of here that should have been on here. Like Camera Phone. Camera Phone. That was dope. Um, Red Magic featuring Wayne. That was dope. Should have been on here. It's just tons of stuff that he should have put on that he chose other stuff over. It's still a decent album. It's not as good as Doctor's Advocate or the documentary. The Foreign Exchange. Actually, listen to this. This is Fonte's group that he has with oh, that other guy, the producer guy. I feel bad. I can't Just remember his name. Weird. Yeah. The Foreign Exchange is really Fonte singing mostly. And they had an album called Leave It All Behind. I listened to it a couple days ago. It's really good. I really I really like it a lot. They make some real quality music. They Nicolet, do. They do a lot of work with him. I don't know the full roster for an exchange, but... There's only two of them. It might be Nicolay. might be the only other person. And there's Darren Brockington. Well, oh, no, that's just, that's just a... He's um, on a lot of the other stuff that they do, though. But yeah, but that's just like their like label mate. Like, I'm oh, talking about the actual you, group you. is Fonse and Nicolay, I believe. Um, what else did I listen to? I didn't, I didn't listen to Ego Trippin'. Um... Almost said Red Man, but that was two years ago, huh? <laughs> um, I listened to actually I listened to Nelly Brass Knuckles. Wow. I liked it. Really? Yes. Reason being, I don't know why. I like I listened to Nelly's last albums, which is like oh four where he put out the Sweat and Suit albums. I was never a big Nelly fan, but I liked those albums. I really liked the suit album. And I was like, let me listen to this and see if I if I like it. I actually do like it. It's one of those guilty pleasure albums. Where if I want to just listen to something that's fun, I'll listen to it and I'll, I'll enjoy it. So Did I read that right? The track listing, he did a song with Chuck D? Chuck D did a song with Nelly? Yeah. Yeah, he did. Wow. Yeah. Now, also, Year of the Gentleman, Neo. is his third album. Always a big Neo fan. So I got to give him credit. Uh, Mickey Fax, The Leak Volume 2. Mickey Fax is another one of those upcoming rappers. He He's another great lyricist. He's working on his album... Oh, what's it called? Okay, I can't remember. But anyway, um, that's another guy you need to look out for, Mickey Fax. His mixtape's The Leak Volume 2, The Inspiration. He has the volume one out, too, so you need to check that out. Ludacris Theater of Mine. It's a good album. Like I said, I think it tries too hard, but I really like that. Um, There's kids in the hall this year. Nah, I'm going to talk about them in a different way. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think that might be it. Because Drake came out late last year, Room for Improvement, or not that one, the... Comeback season joint. I talk about Charles Hamilton. I, I haven't finished Mixtape Messiah 4 yet. When um, did Jesse Jeff's last album come out? That was 07. Okay. Uh, Ace Beans. That's that's my homie. I know him personally. Really enjoyed my South Park story. That was his debut album. Incredible album. Really. And that's all. That's my label mate too. But he's, he's a good dude. He's from West Virginia. But he killed it. I could send you the album link. Just email me. You can email us at um, h.hmanifesto at gmail.com too in case you ain't know but back to the lesson at hand Kanye West 808 to the Heartbreaks my last best album of 2008 this is clocking in real big right now 131 thanks for sticking with us <laughs> thanks for sticking with us definitely I did not want to like this album I really didn't 
I heard the original Love Lockdown before he finally mastered it. Wasn't a fan. He mastered it. I accepted it. I heard Heartless. I accepted it. I heard other stuff. I eventually stopped listening to stuff because so many bad ver- radio leaks and, and bootleg stuff was coming out. Everybody was so anxious to leak anything they had on this album. Right. And like the whole thing is he used auto-tune. He's singing on the album. And really the reason he says he did it, his mom died and he broke up with his um, fiance Alexis Pfeiffer. And he's just real upset about a lot of things in life. And he wanted to let out his emotions. He was in Hawaii, which is the area code's 808. And he's going through heartbreak. 808's and heartbreaks. Really? That's from the area code? Yeah. I thought he was talking about, like, the drum. I thought it was, too. But he says uh. also the area code. Because he does use a lot at 808's. But this album, I don't know whether it's just because I, I, I get moody. And I can appreciate it. But I understand where he's coming from. From the first when I first hear the first note of Say You Will, all the way until the Pinocchio story freestyle finishes, every single song on here I really like. The only problem with I have with this album now is the fact that I heard Love Lockdown and Heartless before I heard the whole album. So I almost feel like they're out of place. Yeah. Like, not Heartless so much, but definitely Love Lockdown. Definitely. And But the real, the real, the jewels of this album for me is Say You Will... It's like the first two joints, they're, they're real good. But the real jewels of the album is Paranoid featuring Mr. Hudson, Robocop. Not the baddest girl I ever seen. Straight up out of movie scene. Who knew she was a drama queen? That had turned my life to Stephen King's. Like she on patrol Checking everything like I'm on parole I told her it's something she don't need to know Streetlights Those three songs, I can just repeat them over and over Because Paranoid and Robocop are like Two of the three up-tempo songs of the album And Streetlights, it's one of the shortest songs of the album It's the second shortest song of the album But it's the And the lyrics just repeat themselves but it's just the whole melody and everything, the way things blend. I feel it's an amazing song. I get it, and I really like that song. So, do I hope Kanye continues this and does this forever? No. <laughs> but he probably won't. And I don't think the, he will either. That was the plan from the beginning. I this think is... a lot of people misunderstood that, that he's going, this is Kanye now. This is what Kanye wanted to do. Kanye, like, he had to make L.A. Reid put this album out. L.A., like... Like, Kanye wasn't even on a schedule, of course. Kanye probably wasn't going to come out to next year. Because the last album was Graduation in 07. And Kanye made this album. He's like, I want to put this out. He had to beg. He had to fight for his release date. And he got it. And he put it out. This is something Kanye wanted to get off his chest. He got off his chest. And either you appreciate it or you don't. And that's all there is to it. I really appreciate it. I'm glad he did it. I hope he goes back to being regular Kanye. If he dips his toe in this pool some more later... Or whatever, if he feels like he can go there, that's fine. As long as he doesn't make it his thing now, I'll be happy. But even that, independent of itself, even if you criticize it for the autotune, mm-hmm. it's an awesome album. It is. It's You could say this is a concept album just because it's different than what you would be listening for in a Kanye album. Yeah. But it's a good album. Like, if you had no idea who Kanye West was until this moment and you were listening to it, you're still going to walk away satisfied, I yeah, think. Yeah, You're going to respect the man's artistic ability. I agree with that. 
So this this is probably my favorite album, 2008, though. Technically, I guess it would be my number one. Now I'm getting kind of choked up talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but, yeah, that's why I think about AOA is a heartbreak. Now, before we go, I know we've killed y'all on this one. <laughs> I, I, I'm probably just going to leave it all as one big part. I really don't give a break fuck. break it into two. Eric and Derek and Deal. <laughs> now, we'll not listen at all. We'll lose our two fans. <laughs> Shut up. Now, um... I we really only had two fans. I thought we had like hundreds of downloads of our first podcast. I think we do, but I don't know. They don't tell me. I just see that there was downloads. Uh, I, they could have been. Derek, listening. are you downloading it a whole lot? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks Derek, for boosting Derek's our Derek's from ego. Brooklyn. He'll fuck you up. Don't get hey, it twisted. You want to get any of the Brooklyn friends and send them our podcast? A lot of people in Brooklyn. <laughs> All right, before we go though, before we go, it's four twenty-five. My homie's got you ready to leave. I've, uh, we've been going in on this topic, and I, as you can see, when we do do podcasts, do do, haha, um, we uh, actually can come up with some content. <laughs> wow, it's incredible. I know, right? I want to just take a brief moment, like real brief, and discuss some albums that disappointed you, like just a couple off the top of your head. I'm gonna go ahead and say it now, for wow. you can. Go ahead. Kids in the hall, the in crowd. I'm sorry, kids in the hall. I really, I had a little relationship with you for a while on my playlist. I still am a Kids in the Hall fan, but compared am, yes, compared to School Was My Hustle... They did change labels and change sounds with it a little bit. And apparently School Was My Hustle was old before it even came out. Yeah. But I listened I listen to the end crowd. I like some of it. Driving Down the Block is hot. I hate Snob Hop. Yes. I hate Love Hangover. Uh, middle of the Map, Part I mean, 1 and yeah, 2. We don't got to talk about all the Those are good, stuff. you know. It's but, just not what it could have been. Yeah. And on this list, also we'll nominate Common, Universal uh, Mind Control. Yeah, Common, one of my favorite artists, put out Universal Mind Control, which was supposed to be Invincible Summer. Invincible Summer. It's a good album, but as I was telling you earlier, off the mic, it's almost kind of cliche. Like it's almost overused euphemisms. I don't understand why he had to do it. Don't understand. He let me down. Standard wise, like. Not a fan of that. So many things he could have done. He could have reused any of the formulas he had before and put out an incredible album. Yep. Now, I'm also going to go ahead and say Beyonce, I Am Sasha Fierce. I was not impressed by that album. Um, really bored me. It's a lot of ballads I like if I were a boy, because I am. <laughs> and also, I like single ladies. Diva's okay for being a Millie ripoff. Besides that, I really, I really can't fuck with it like that, Beyonce. I'm sorry. Um, I'm just one there with you. Um, we could kind of say Jean Grey, but it's kind of not right to put that in this no. time frame because that's kind of old. John Legend Evolver, third John Legend Alver, um, uh, album. I just listened to that. I wasn't impressed with that either. The first, like, it's over and and um, Greenlight were both were dope, but besides that, it's not impressive at all. Nothing really stuck in my crawl besides that. Um, so much. I didn't listen to that. We talked about the formula earlier. That yeah, formula. All it could have been. That's just a, Little Wayne dedication three and the drought is over part six. Those sucked. <laughs> I mean, but it is a Wayne mixtape. I don't have high expectations for those. Uh oh, uh, honorable mention. I want to talk about real quick. Silver Black, Silverback Gorilla, Sheik Luch. Really enjoyed that album. I'm a big Sheik Luch fan. Um, back to the bad stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think that might be it. I don't. I try. I try not to keep bad shit in my iPod. Um, I really can't think of anything else that I listened to. Yeah, all those albums. That I honestly didn't fuck with. 
like that. Probably got a good bit of hype. You could probably sleep on those and yeah. not miss out on too much. I want to kind of put Luda in this category too, though. Because, like like I said, just because it felt like he's trying so hard, I felt underwhelmed and impressed at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know his lyrics are dope, but why do you got to try so hard? Like, I thought you were dope since Red Light District. And, like, I feel like he's insulting me. I think that it comes from being slept on and, and labeled as an artist by other artists. I think he kind of got backed into a corner and he really wanted to show he was capable of. Yeah. But it didn't come off as hungry. It count, came off as a little more desperate, I think. Yeah. But I so agree. Do that, you have anything else you can think of? That, that's think probably of. it. Anything that's just not even on the radar, we're not going to mention. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's been 2008. I'm sure there's a lot to look forward to. We won't go into all that for what's coming up this year. Yeah, there's now seven hours and 31 minutes until 2009. I got my mastery, as you can tell. Um, but yeah, this has been an episode of Hip Hop Manifesto, episode two. Um, thanks for sticking with us. Thanks for today. It's a long-ass episode. I didn't realize how easy it was to really make these long-ass things when I was criticizing other podcasts for making <laughs> me listen to them. Now you better in the dark. Y'all my homies. I did your intro. Thanks for putting me on your intro, too. I really appreciate that. That was nice. Good job with that. My name's Kellen, Tom. Stop calling me Keelan if you're listening. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but um, if you you have any email for us, anything that you'd like for us to post on the blog, because we are a hip-hop blog, um, email us at h.hmanifesto at at gmail.com. All that mail goes directly into my email. So I will get it, and I will see it. Um, If you want to follow us on Twitter... It's twitter.com slash hiphopmanifesto. The blog is www.hiphopmanifesto.org. The podcast is hiphopmanifesto.podomatic.com. And if you go to any of those sites, you'll be able to figure out a way to directly get in touch with me or, or Matt. Or if you ever want to talk about hip-hop with us. Yeah, because um, yeah, speaking of which, you need to get Skype. Yes. You need to get Skype. You need to get a mic. Cause once I get my Skype game tight, I'll be able, I'll be a beast, yo. And if you want to call in, get featured on podcasts, and yeah, we'll I cool with that. I would like to do an episode where we have people call in through Skype or something and talk about hip hop or just talk bullshit with us. I don't care. We like the bullshit, as you can tell by our one hour and forty one minutes of <laughs> rambling. Thank yeah. you for listening. <laughs> Matt is done, but um, yeah. Until next time, hopefully it won't be so long. Until next time we hook up, I don't expect it to be. Like I said, we got the areas of hip-hop coming. We got other episodes. Have a, Hope you had a great 2008. Hope you enjoyed the show. Hope you have a wonderful 2009. Stay safe. Stay sober. Psych. <laughs> Enjoy the sparkling cider. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyway, this is Kellen. Be hyphen. Hip-hop slash hope. This is Matt. Chivalry. A.K.A. We're out of here. Yes, son. So, bye. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to Hip Hop Manifesto the Podcast, brought to you by Matthew Spencer and Kellen Conley. Special thanks goes out to the Better in the Dark crew, Derek Ferguson and Thomas DJ. Also to Eric Frome and Andy Smith, and anybody else who happened to listen to our first podcast back in April. Also, special thanks goes out to Juan Epstein, brought to you by Cypher Sounds of Peter Rosenberg. The Chronic Rift, brought to you by John S. Drew, among... Others of the Geek Squad, Geek Patrol, Geek, I can't remember, I'm sorry, Jersey. Um, also, big shout out to Geek Savant, used from Longbox, Spider-Man, Crossface, and I believe that's everything I'm listening to right now. 
But if you want to get in contact with us, the email is h.hmanifesto at gmail.com. You can check out our blog at www.hiphopmanifesto.org. Check us out on MySpace at myspace.com slash hiphopmanifesto. You can also find us on Facebook and Last FM. And really, I have nothing else to say because I did this same thing last night. And today I managed to ruin what I did last night And here I am doing an outro again So Here's my dedication 3.17 in the AM I'm going to bed So until next time Audi 5000 Good night